Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Green Zone. With Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds for the next seven hours. We've got you covered for week number 14 of the NFL season. Wes Reynolds, I can't believe it. Blank, bam, we're here. December football. The games don't mean more now. Mm -hmm. They all count the same from September to December here. But there's some really high-leverage games today on the NFL slate, I guess starting in Washington, D.C. today. Yeah, and that's one of the big movers, and we'll summarize a few of these late moves here this morning. Up to 6.5, basically, market consensus here. We know that Tony Pollard, not going to go for Dallas, but nevertheless, Washington got some support and was a consensus play in one of the major contests. All the way up to 6.5, couple other money moves that we saw. The Jets got some support this morning. All the way down to four and a half. There was even a couple fours that flickered out there. Chiefs up to a pretty much solid 10 there. Legereus Sneed corner not going to go. Mm-hmm. Tragically lost his brother in, in a uh, stabbing incident. So perhaps a little bit win one for your guy, for the Chiefs. Maybe some sentiment there. And then also Seattle up to nine and a half. Even wow. some 10 started to flicker. That was seven and a half all week. But everybody picking the bones on maybe the corpse that is the Houston Texans. Yeah, not, not a, does not feel like a, a live play scenario there today for the Texans. But we'll see how that game does play out. Of course, Wes and I cannot do it alone. We've got a nation behind us here to get us through this early slate of games. And what a lineup we have today. Today, David Gascon is going to be covering the Ravens. And the Browns, we've got Arthur Arkish on the Jags and the Titans. Ben Brown's got the Raiders and the Chiefs. Will Hill has the Saints and the Jets. Chris Sheehan has the Cowboys and the Washington football team. Ian McMillan has the Falcons and the Panthers. And Jim Coventry has got the Seahawks and the Texans today. So, without further ado, we mentioned that we do believe early on this the early game of the day could possibly be in Washington, D.C. Let's get back out to Chris Sheehan. Of course, follow him on Twitter at the Big She Show, host of By the Book, Chris. I know everybody. We talked to Rick Doc Walker throughout the week and some other people back in D.C. If they really want to be taken seriously in the NFC East as a potential player and a repeat champion, this is a game they got to win. Yeah, no doubt, Dave. And thank you, gentlemen, for having me on this afternoon. Looking forward to this matchup as Washington has won the toss here. They are without their top four defensive ends today. Are they going to be able to put enough pressure on Dak Prescott and disrupt this Cowboys offense, who's going to obviously want to run the football or pass the football and run it too with Ezekiel Elliott, but no Tony Pollard today who's out with the injury. And this run defense for Washington ranks third in the league, only allowing 91.3 yards per game, 
only an average of 69 over the last six games, so they've really stepped up here. But key to the game, guys, we covered this Washington Raiders game last week. Heineke made a couple of mistakes that almost turned into interceptions. Can't do that today. Has to be a little bit more protective with the football if Washington wants to get the victory. But, yeah, this line movement to six and a half. That was a that was a strange one. I didn't really get that. Maybe it's because the Cowboys are playing their blues. And sometimes when the Cowboys <laughs> wear their blues, they don't always win, Chris. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, right now, let's get out to Ben Brown today for the first time. Of course, Ben's got the Raiders and the Chiefs. Does a great job at PFF betting and data uh, analyst there. Follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Ben Brown. And Ben, what do you expect to see today for the Raiders? Obviously, you know Darren Waller uh, for that Raider offense. And again... That number moved all the way up to nine, nine and a half, ten points I saw at some places out here in Las Vegas. And I do believe we'll get out to Ben in here in just a second, but already in that game, mm-hmm. it looks like a turnover on the first play of the game. And I do believe the Chiefs returned a fumble for a quick score. So you want to talk about maybe this quickest score of the NFL season I don't know that we had an opening kickoff return for a touchdown, but bam, it looks like Josh Jacobs yeah, put Josh the ball Jacobs on the turf. stripped here, yes. That's a live ball, and that is going to be a touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs, just like that 6 nothing already, PAT pending. You know, we've been talking over the last wow. few weeks about how the Chiefs' defense has absolutely improved. Mm-hmm. Kind of seen as the weakest unit of the team, the offense really having to play a different way, kind of take what the d- defense gives you with the, everybody running the too high safety look, but... Very good start for the Chiefs. Hughes with the scoop and score. About to be 7 nothing. KC. Very bad start for the Whoa. silver and black on the road. Yeah, and we're going to see where that live number uh, hops up to after that PAT. We'll get you all the latest uh, information there. Let's get out to David Gascon. Follow him on Twitter. David J. Gascon, Fox Sports Radio and Bally Sports West. He's got the Ravens. And the Browns today, it's a it's a battle of the mash units, David, because we know the injury report for both these teams is pretty long. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, do you guys have shoulder pads and helmets? Because we might be someone to go into this ball game. Uh, yeah, no joke. I mean, obviously, Marlon Humphrey being out, it's a huge blow for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, in a ball game like this, I, I think that these quarterbacks need to get off. And, and the worst part was when Baltimore beat Cleveland a couple weeks ago, keep in mind, it was just two weeks ago, 16-10, Lamar Jackson threw th- four INTs in that ball game, and they still won it. And that's how bad Cleveland's been over the course of the last five, six weeks. Uh, it's been troubling in the sense of when you look at this Cleveland team because they have all the ingredients if they were all available on the field. But Baker Mayfield is pushing his way towards the end of the regular season. He's been broken, beaten, battered quite a bit. And for Lamar Jackson, he needs to play better as a quarterback, not as a running back. He's got 16 touchdowns in the season, guys, but 13 INTs. I mean, that can't happen for one of the league's uh, most dynamic players. He's coming off an MVP season a couple of years ago. He has to play better. But keep in mind, he's also the team's leading rusher. So that's an area of concern, too, for John Harbaugh. All right, let's see how that one plays out, David, and get a very important game that they have today there. And uh, for the first score, I want to give you a live line at BetMGM. Of course, Kansas City, the scoop and score on the fumble. KC now up to minus 20 and a half. Whoa. 54 and a half on the total here at BetMGM. Well, for more on that, let's get out to Ben Brown uh, again for the first time today with the Raiders and Chiefs. And Ben, boy, it could not be a worse start for the Silver and Black. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they come out, they try to establish territory on the Chiefs logo at the 50-yard line before the game. Obviously, uh, they should have probably gotten ready. Uh, You know, Josh Jacobs fumbles, uh, the opening touch for the Raiders offense. They go and Chiefs recover, score a touchdown. So 7-0, jumps out, you know, the Chiefs side out to minus 20 and a half, like you said, 52 and a half point total. So not the start that the Raiders needed, especially offensively, uh, gifting the Kansas City Chiefs uh, seven points here to start the game. And yeah, not the start they were certainly looking Almost for Almost gave there. them seven more there My because goodness. they did muff the kickoff. It did go out of bounds, so Raiders will retain possession on their second drive, but will have to start from their own 11. Okay, the Cowboys have moved the ball into Washington football territory here. They've got a third and three at about the 40 of Washington. But for the first time today, let's go out to give Jim Coventry uh, does a great job at Rotowire NFL and uh, Sirius XM. Of course, follow him on Twitter, Jim Coventry NFL. Seahawks and Texans, and I look up here, Jim, and it looks like the Texans, first and goal, a great first opening drive for, for the home team. Yeah, Davis Mills has it going on. And look, Seattle's a run-stopping defense. You could pass on them. And Davis Mills has put up numbers passing yardage-wise in most of his starts, all but one, against some good defenses. And right now, they got some receivers in motion. They're getting it out quickly. They're not even challenging the run. They ran Burkhead on the first play. But no, they are moving it efficiently through the air. 
All right, so we'll keep an eye on that with Jim throughout the afternoon here as they have that first and goal. Yeah, this did close almost 10 at wow. some spots. And uh, look, the only thing I used was Seattle in a teaser just on a pure numbers play, but I absolutely wanted no part of laying Seattle. I didn't want Houston, but you're laying almost double digits at a 4-8 and eight team. Right now, Seattle minus 3.5, 43.5 on the end game at BetMGM. It's going to be first and goal from five for Davis Mills and company. For the first time today, let's go to Arthur Arkish. Follow him on Twitter at Arthur Arkish. NFL writer and reporter has got the Jags and the Titans today. And again, it feels like a sleepwalk potential game here for Tennessee. Arthur, this is a game they have to win. We don't know what's going on with Urban Meyer and company. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, fellas. Uh, I was going to say, we haven't seen Urban Meyer uh, berating any of his assistants on the <laughs> sideline just yet. We also haven't seen his defense get a stop yet. The Titans have been uh, matriculating their way downfield, as you mentioned, coming off the bye in a big spot, needing to get a win. They get A.J. Brown back this week. This game uh, closed at eight and a half, the Titans land. And uh, you have to wonder, I mean, I, I have a position there because, uh, again, just all of the chaos and all the turmoil reported throughout the week in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer, you had to wonder what type of uh, effort they were going to get to that. Yeah, let's see how if they have much of an effort so far because the, the Titans move the ball right down the field. We mentioned Houston. They are on the board 6 nothing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and uh, tackle Roger Saffold, by the way, down for the Titans here, and that's why the delay in the game. Titans up to minus 11.5, 44.5. But nevertheless, another injury that the Tennessee Titans no. really don't need here. They lead the league in players on IR, and that's not what you want to do, and you did mention we now have a touchdown in Houston. I believe it was Davis Mills to Brevin Jordan. 7 nothing mm. Houston Texans, so Seattle minus 3.5, 46.5 at BetMGM. Let's go out to not the Will Hill. That's what you follow him on Twitter. Point Spread Weekly contributor right here at Beeson's. He's got the, 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 excuse me, he's got the uh, Saints and the Jets today. And I wonder, Will, if the Jets may be thinking upset today. We saw the line movement come down in their favor today. People taking action on the home team. Yeah, I grabbed the points with the Jets. Just like, look, I can't lay close to a touchdown with the Saints on the road. But big decision early here for Sean Payton. It's fourth and about a yard here on the Jets, like 20-yard line. So it looks like they're going for it. So Jets went three and out. Saints went right down the field. Big play uh, right here as the Saints do pick it up with Taysom Hill on a quarterback draw. So Saints about to score here. Not looking good for the Jets, but uh, it is early. Okay, and uh, so we'll keep an eye there. We mentioned the Cowboys. Uh, they did settle for three, so 3 nothing Dallas on their opening drive. About a five-minute drive uh, that stalled down there in the uh, in the red zone there. Still scoreless between Carolina and the Falcons here about 12 and a half minutes ago as Cam Newton comes out. Uh, for the first time today to lead that opening drive for the Panthers. And uh, we'll check in with Ian McMillan uh, after we take a quick break here. But uh, to Will's point here, the Saints looking good here with this opening Mm -hmm. drive with Taysom Hill. And again, kind of the butt of the jokes this week with Taysom Hill. But it was interesting to watch those those line moves all week come down in the favor of the Jets. Yeah, absolutely. And now, uh, by the way, New Orleans in Jets territory, minus 7.5 even money, 43.5 at BetMGM. Of course, Taysom Hill did pick up. That first down. We were talking with Lance Moore on betting across yeah. America, the former Saints receiver, Saints Hall of Famer. We were saying maybe expect some more design runs from Taysom Hill, and so far we're seeing it today. Yeah, you would expect that. I wonder that if we'll see more of that out of Cam Newton today in Carolina again. That game might be a battle of five and seven football teams. Don't go anywhere. Just getting it started. Week 14, it is the Green Zone right here on Leeson, the Sports Betting Network. and this is 20 questions on deadline joining me today is allison Bree. welcome allison we got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album the one that was like you've already won me over oh that's a good one yeah it's a very all slow the, all the options in spite of me <laughs> like what did we do it's so slow don't forget to listen to 20 questions on deadline thank you again allison thank you Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. We have a new prop tracker now available on VEASAN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head over to VEASAN.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the very best value. Check the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is week number 14, the green zone right here on VEASAN. We've got activity as Carolina as a third down deep inside the ATL territory. And for the first time today, let's go out to Ian McMillan, who is, of course, covering that game for us. Does a great job at Bet Sided. Follow him on Twitter at Ian McBets. And, Ian, this is the one week, probably in the last seven, that I did not play the Panthers. And I, I probably now, they're, they're looking really good in this opening drive here for, for Carolina, say this third and three. What do you make of where the Panthers are currently? Yeah, I'm on the Falcons in this game. I had to kind of stay away from the Panthers just because how abysmal their offense has been the past few weeks, especially when they don't have Christian McCaffrey. But one thing I'm seeing early from the Panthers is a couple of designed runs by Cam Newton. Uh, I think if they're going to find success today, they should stick to the ground. They should run the ball, and a lot of those runs should come with Cam Newton's legs. If they have to throw the ball too much with Cam Newton, uh, they're going to run in trouble today. Uh, they're going to run into trouble today, but all they need to do is probably score a few touchdowns, and they're they're going to be able to beat this Falcons team because of how strong the Panthers' defense is. Uh, the last meeting was a pretty low-scoring one. I expect the same today. Ian, you're right on, and and right as you were saying that, what happens? Design run, third down. Cam Newton takes it into the end zone, six nothing. PAT pending. And it's what we said before we went to Ian. You know, we walk talk about Taysom Hill in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what Matt Rule has to do if Cam Newton's going to be your quarterback. Yeah, and I know that's not what he wants to do. But look, it worked for him on the first drive. I'm on Atlanta in terms of teaser legs. A couple okay. teasers tied to Atlanta up to eight and a half. Zane Gonzalez good on the PAT. So now seven to nothing. And of course, Carolina over the bye week uh, parted ways with Joe Brady, Bizarre. the offensive coordinator. So we'll see. Uh, Who's going to be ringing up Joe Brady's phone, at least in the college ranks, uh, to come aboard? Maybe uh, potentially Clemson, who knows? But yeah. nevertheless, 7 nothing Carolina. Carolina minus 6.5, 44.5 at MGM. Okay, Dallas got to stop on the Washington football team, so they're going to punt the football back. Still, so far, a battle of punts between Baltimore and Cleveland, but we mentioned Tennessee looking good on that opening drive. Let's fig- figure out, rather, how it was capped off as we go back to Arthur Arkishin. And Ar- Arthur looked like the path of least resistance in that first drive for the Titans. Yeah, I was, yes, absolutely. 10 plays, 75 yards, workman-like. Uh, a lot of Deontay Foreman, he capped it with his first touchdown of the season. Also had a, a couple nice runs and a reception. Ryan Tannehill with a big third down scramble, 15 yards tacked on by a Jaguars uh, late penalty. So this is about as uh, awful of a start as you could hope for if, you're, uh, if you've got Jaguars positions today. 
Trevor Lawrence, as everyone knows, uh, one touchdown in his last five games. Now to ask him to play from behind uh, to get out of that to get out of that kind of rut he's in is a pretty big ask. Okay, so seven nothing there. Yeah, just team turmoil right now with Jacksonville. There's no way again. I I, I bag Tennessee in a lot of teaser mm-hmm. legs like you did uh, on the other side with the ATL. And I just felt like that was a safer way to go. But, boy, now I kind of feel like I just laid it because it looks like we might have a lay-down scenario yeah, for Jacksonville. and we did have Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, come out and kind of give the vote of confidence, quote-unquote, to mm. Urban Meyer. But uh, not a lot of other people confident in Urban Meyer right now. Third and ten for Jacksonville deep in their own territory. Already 7 nothing Tennessee. All right, we mentioned the Saints were held the three points, so 3 nothing there as the Jets take over for the first time today. And the Raider game, again, started off the, the worst possible way with a touchdown for Kansas City with the Josh Jacobs opening uh, fumble. Uh, it's still 7 nothing there, so we'll see if they can get their sea legs a little bit. But right now, let's go back to Jim Coventry watching the Seahawks and the Texans. And we mentioned how easy that first drive was for the Texans. What about the first drive for the Seahawks today, Jim? So the Seahawks started out with Rashad Penny getting the first carries, and he looked explosive and dynamic. It was great at two of his runs. And then, of course, we mixed in a little bit of Alex Collins. He immediately was dumped for a loss. This could be a good Rashad Penny game. Now, the offense eventually broke down. There was a couple nice connections to Tyler Lockett, and Actually, Houston struggles against wide receiver twos. They're like the fifth worst in the league. And Russell Wilson bought some time, threw a nice pass to the sideline for about 25 yards, so solid game. But otherwise, they broke down, and they had to kick a field goal, 38 yards out from Jason Myers. All right, so right now, I believe that live number here, about four and a half for Seattle. Yeah, four and a half. Uh, Seahawks laying 45 and a half on the total. They were obviously very popular this morning based on uh, what I'm seeing here. I even saw some tens, but mostly nine and a halves on the closer. Does that surprise you that it's only that obviously when it gets up to 10 here and you're down by four early, but to me, it almost feels like because it was so easy for that first five Mm -hmm. for Houston that maybe they'd adjust that line a little bit more. I mean, look, Davis Mills, if you really evaluate his performance, yeah, when you're a rookie, you're going to throw interceptions, you're going to turn it over, but He's shown at least he has a little bit of potential. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't have a lot around him. So, you know, keep that in mind. But they've elected to see, okay, let's see what our draft pick could do in Davis Mills. So Tyrod Taylor out for the rest of the season. That's kind of been the story of his career. It's like, I'm starting. I don't do a bad job. But yet, there's always, always somebody there to replace me. All right, so let's see how that one plays out there. The Raiders, it looks like uh, they got a break. Because they had a, a sack on third down. Looks like they're going to have to pump it. A defensive holding keeps that drive alive. Cleveland looking for the fir- first points of the day with a field goal attempt here. Coming up against Baltimore. But let's go back out to Chris Sheehan watching the Cowboys and the Washington football team. And, and what happened on that first drive for the Washington football team? Started off great, Dave. There was a throw from Taylor Heineke to Adam Humphreys for a 14-yard gain. Uh, Antonio Gibson getting a run to the outside. But, yeah, they had third and eight, get a penalty, false start. So that gets them into third and 13. They run no one in the backfield. And uh, DeAndre Carter, their wide receiver, tried to do a little double move, and he fell down. And Heineke threw it up, and it was almost intercepted by Dallas. Um, Would have been a punt, but actually – when Washington did end up punting it, they pinned Dallas inside the five-yard line here. Dallas is 6-0 this season. When they do score first, they've got a 3-0 lead as their first drive stalled out, and they were they kicked the 35-yard field goal. Ezekiel Elliott, he looked kind of a little bit spry here, guys, catching the football out of the backfield. We'll see what kind of usage he gets today, but he's been in on a lot of these snaps, and it does appear that Dallas is out of that dangerous territory getting past the 20-yard line here. Completion of CeeDee Lamb for a first down. So right. Washington's or Dallas's offense kind of humming here early on. 3 nothing midway through the first. And that's the key that Chris just hit on right there is, Wes, if they can run the football with 21. Because without mm-hmm. 20 today, it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott. But again, the way you attack this Washington football team is in the back four. And so far, Dak doing a pretty good his job. His last four games, by the way, the worst of his career in terms of a four-game stretch. Mm. Uh, you know, 2.9, 3.6 yards a carry. Just hasn't really been able to get anything going. So, so far, Dallas... Three nothing minus six and a half minus a dollar twenty forty four and a half at BetMGM. The Browns did convert on their field goal, so they have had the first points of the board there in Cleveland against the Ravens. Three nothing. Let's go back out to Ben Brown watching the Raiders and the Chiefs. And Ben, after that disastrous start, are, are the Raiders starting to settle in a little bit here? 
Yeah, the depth play is starting to settle in a little bit. Of course, they did get bailed out that defensive holding call to extend the drive. Have had some decent throws uh, to Hunter Renfro, but it seems like they're definitely trying to establish Josh Jacobs here early. First and second down runs. Chiefs kind of played it in a similar fashion. So I do think the you know the wind aspect, at least from a psychological standpoint, seems to be holding both offenses back a little bit. So uh, you know the total is drifting down from you know the high fifty four and a half. Maybe that's a spot that if these teams to get, continue to play conservative uh, might be a decent spot to kind of lay some action on here. Okay, so let's see if the Raiders can get anything going. But it is a fourth down now. Looks like they're going to have to punt. A sudden change just happened in Washington D.C. where Dak Prescott with a bad overthrow. And a pick for the Washington football team, and I believe they had a nice return. Yeah, it was Landon Collins, who was uh, questionable to play yep. today, but uh, does get it. Uh, only returns it for three yards, but is going to be first and 10 from the Dallas 37-yard line now. So not a good turnover by Dak. Dallas now mound to minus 5.5, 43.5 on the total. And normally that's where you want to get Collins. You want to get him in space, but uh, certainly not a good throw there for for Dak Prescott, so again, let's see if the Washington football team can take advantage of this good field position. Uh, we see that the ATL has moved the ball uh, deep into Carolina territory. I believe they just converted on a fourth down as well as they try to find the equalizer. They're down 7 nothing. Uh, and again, the Chiefs just got the football back against the Raiders, but they were stopped on their first drive. So we'll see how the, the Chiefs do on their second offensive drive. But very quickly, let's go back out to Will Hill with the Saints and the Jets and find out what the latest is in the Meadowlands. Yeah, a lot of Taysom Hill, a lot of Alvin Kamara. Jets have not done anything on offense, two, three and outs. Uh, the Jets did hold the Saints to a field goal after a long drive, but the Saints have the ball back now. Uh, we're checking a flag here, but Jets, if you're going to stay in this game, if you took the points like I did, you're going to have to muster some sort of offense. Uh, it was third and two. There was a, a wide open Ty Johnson, and Wilson just threw a little behind him. So uh, Saints have the ball. They have a first down, plus six and a half here. So you're right around where you were pre-flop, maybe a point or so higher, but you know, I had the Jets coming in, but don't like what I've seen so far from Zach Wilson. And very quickly to that end, what are they doing with Zach Wilson? Rolls out, rolling out, or are they just dropping back and letting him throw? Yeah, there was a couple rollouts, but he's just, you know, he's not accurate enough. I think they're trying to simplify it. You know, Dennis Allen can bring some complex blitz schemes, so uh, you have to protect them. You have to protect against turnovers, but he's just missed a couple throws here early on. Okay, and when we come back, another sudden change in Washington, D.C. as the Cowboys get a turnover to match the one that the Washington football team just had. We'll tell you all the numbers, the latest odds as they change. Come on back. It is the Green Zone right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Bowl Betting Guide will be released tomorrow with everything you need to bet smarter in every single bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis in every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you with your very best bets. This guide is designed to give you an edge whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a key high-value prop scenario. The guide drops tomorrow, so make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds as we've got a lot of activity in the National Football League, and we have a new sound effect. Mm-hmm. You ready for it? Yes. We hear it? We're going to go out to Chris Sheehan right now, who's going to hear the sound effect, because, Chris, we got turnovers galore in D.C. <laughs> you got that right. I don't know how it appears Dallas fell back on the football when they attempted a little shovel pass here deep in Washington territory. But again, it does appear Zeke fell on that. He didn't want to take the big hit from one of Washington's interior defensive linemen. But yeah, how'd we get set up here? Well, we had Dak throwing an interception, Landon Collins intercepting it, as you guys mentioned. But then Taylor Heineke, again, this was the theme last week a little bit here, guys. We talked about it. Taylor Heineke not setting his feet. He has a ball tipped at the line of scrimmage. Randy Gregory catches it, runs it down. And then we had Brandon Sheriff, too, limping off the field for Washington. That'll be a big blow if he does not come back out when they come on offense. Michael Gallup, big catch, setting them up in the red zone here. So, yeah, Dallas looking to score once again here. They are up 3 nothing in the first quarter at and, FedEx Field. And speaking of offensive linemen being down, the reason for the timeout and play, Zach Martin oh boy. Uh, down for the Cowboys. So Connor McGovern would be coming in at his second 10 from the 12-4-7 to go in the first quarter. 
Dallas minus 10 and a half even money. I basically basically assuming that they're going to score here 46 and a half at BetMGM. All right, already a couple turnovers back to back here so the Cowboys now trying to see if they can cash in on that one and we'll see what that uh the total goes to as well. Right now that is off the board. But let's go back out to Ian McMillan watching the Falcons and the Panthers. And I look here, and I see this over-under. Uh, the, the total has jumped up here to 48 because we're getting a lot of more, a lot more points than I think we thought we might get. Yeah, I am shocked. Uh, already two touchdowns that quick. Not the start that I would have expected in this game. Uh, but good for my Falcons bet. But once again, guys, I say this week after week, the underground MVP, Cordero Patterson, strikes again. <laughs> he gets in the end zone for the Falcons. We've got a tie game, 7-7. Seven, seven. Uh, Falcons plus 3.5 uh, live, live underdogs right now. The underground MVP. Well, we always say it's always kind of referred to in the NFL as a copycat league. We've seen San Francisco use Debo yep. Samuel as a receiver out of the backfield more in the running game. Cordell or Patterson, the OG receiver out of the backfield, though, and so far in the end zone, all tied at seven. Interesting little nugget before we move on to the next game that I just saw. Cam Newton, when he's outside the pocket, five touchdowns, no turnovers. When you keep him inside that box, two touchdowns, two turnovers, and the quarterback rating goes way down. So you're seeing what Matt Rule and company are trying to do. I think they are trying to get him out of the pocket, maybe give him some RPOs, let him throw on the run a little bit, and that's probably better served for Carolina. Speaking of way down, I thought the uh, the, the total was going to come way down on the Browns, but I see right now it's hovering around what well, just came off the board, Dave, and that's because they're expecting points in Cleveland. What's the latest? All right, we'll get back out to David we'll, Gascon we'll, because we'll I believe that. we are in the end we zone. We got those points. Cleveland. Yes. So nine nothing right now. PAT pending. Looks like Jarvis Landry Juice got that from Baker Mayfield here. So again, and he did the little air guitar yeah. in honor of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame located <laughs> right there in Cleveland, Ohio. So uh, ball, uh, Cleveland about to take a two score lead. I did lay the Browns on the money line. It became very popular. Ravens banged up all My over goodness. that defense, especially in the secondary. So that is going to script form here now. And let's go back out to David Gascon watching that game for us. So, David, how did the Browns go right down the field and get the score? Yeah, Baker Mayfield found some open targets. And oddly enough, guys, Jarvis Landry, of all human beings, actually got into the end zone. This guy is like a reception machine, but can't score too many touchdowns. But he gets into the end zone. And Cleveland right now has the advantage. PAT is up and good. So it's 10 nothing. Cleveland with the lead. Guys, offensively, Baltimore, their first play of the game, went for 11 yards. Three plays later, punt. Next possession, three plays later, punt. So they've done absolutely nothing. Cleveland's looks good so far, despite the fact that they can't run for a lick. Okay, so again, six and a half now on the the live adjusted number here for the Browns. I believe up to seven and a half. Yeah, it goes to seven and a half even money now, 44 and a half on the total. So a very good start for Cleveland is... Uh, Dallas, by the way, got a reprieve, a free play on an offsides, and they take advantage of it. Dak to Amari Cooper. Dallas about to go up two scores. There is a flag there. Let's make sure that that score holds, but we're, we have another score alert for you. Let's go back to, to Jim Coventry watching the Seahawks and the Texans. And, boy, it was a popular underplay today, but Jim right now points, points, and more points in Houston. Oh my goodness, yes, Seattle, they're continuing. It's a three-man attack. Russ has completed all but one pass, but it's been Tyler Lockett again. Another sideline down the field route connected, but it's Rashad Penny. He breaks a tackle and shows his speed, as he did in his early career. Takes off 32 yards, but between those three players, it's going to be a struggle for Houston to keep stopping them. Okay, so we're getting a lot of points there, and Seattle now leapfrogging back in front. Yeah, and this was the big dropper on the total this week. Obviously, in Houston and NRG Stadium, no weather really a concern there, but this went from 43.5 down to 40.5 at some stores, 41 at BetMGM. Nevertheless, it's 48.5 right now in-game. Seattle minus 7.5 up 10 to 7 and sometimes Dave you know this late in the season when you get bad teams that kind of are resigned to their fate you get maybe happy action fun time so I did not go against that move and I did not play that move on the total but off to a fiery start down there in Houston okay and we do have uh, more points in Washington DC we'll tell you how that those happen in just a second but we're waiting to see if the Raiders can mount an attack here so let's go back out to Ben Brown with the Raiders and the Chiefs. I know they had the football back. What are the what's happening with the Chiefs on offense because I think people were expecting a lot of points. I know I was in this contest. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, Chiefs kind of had one of their signature drives. Did hit uh, Patrick Mahomes did hit Mikel Hyndman wide open on that left sideline, 44 yards. Uh, kind of messed around for a couple more plays, ran the football, had an incomplete pass. Third and eight, Yannick Ngakwe offsides for the Raiders, give the Chiefs a free play. Uh, that goes incomplete, but then a check down to Darrell, Darrell Williams. Touchdown, 23 yards, kind of forgotten about in coverage. So uh, it's been a little bit of a disaster with some, you know, receivers and pass catching options for the Chiefs running wide open in that uh, Raiders secondary. So we'll see if they can lock things up. Obviously need some points here to get back into the thick of things, but uh, it's been kind of a struggle for the offense as well. Ben points out running wide open through that Raiders secondary because the Raiders are the only team seemingly that won't play that cover two kind of underneath zone right. with the two high safeties. They play one deep safety, and we saw Kansas City Ooh. when they came out here to Allegiant Stadium a few weeks ago, 41 points, well on their way here, already 14 in the first quarter, punt time for the Raiders. Kansas City minus 20 and a half, 52 and a half on the total at BetMGM. We're getting a lot of points here in the early window of these games across the National Football League, and I do want to get back out to Chris Sheehan here because after the Cowboys got that reprieve, as you mentioned on the offsides, they did get a touchdown to Amari Cooper, but there's also a personal foul on that play mm-hmm. uh, for, for roughing the passer against Dak. So, you know, Mike McCarthy, I don't sing his praises very often. This is one of the first times I just tweeted that, that NFL betting Twitter praised a Mike McCarthy and, decision. And he should be praised for it because, Chris, let's go back out to Chris Sheehan watching this game here. He said, you know what, we're not going to take it on the kickoff. We're going to take it on the two. And then they ran it to Zeke to get those two points. So... Boy, I can't believe it, but analytics and Mike McCarthy are lining up together. And maybe that call this week essentially saying (laughs) that we are going to win this football game has inspired some confidence in his guys, and they're looking pretty good. Now, Washington beating themselves. You mentioned the personal foul call. I mean, I guess that he gave him a little bit of a shove. It certainly was not anything too forceful, but... Washington getting in this position, they had third down. Dak threw it short of the first down marker to Amari Cooper, but they were offsides, and that would have made it fourth down. And then Dak connecting with Cooper for the touchdown. It was some confusion, it appeared, with the linebackers and the secondary of Washington. Landon Collins going one way. Cooper going in the inside, Dak connecting with them there. And then, yeah, the two-point conversion. Zeke kind of knifed right in there. It looked like they were going to stop him, but he went low and was able to get across the line there. So Dallas taking a sh- nice lead here, 11 nothing, 3.36 to go in the first quarter. We'll see if Taylor Heineke can bounce back after the INT, which he threw to Randy Gregory uh, last time out. Dallas minus 12 and a half, 51 and a half now at BetMGM. Very good start for the Cowboys. And obviously that was the big mover mm-hmm. this morning. We didn't really see a lot of uh, Washington football team injury news. that no. would have said, okay, does like the whole team have COVID or is Taylor <laughs> Heineke out? This went up to six and a half. I bet it at four and a half. And so far, so good for Big D. And again, uh, you, you know, Mike McCarthy, to Chris's point, did put himself out there this week by saying, you know, we're going to win this football game, blah, blah, blah. Started a whole give and take with he and Ron Rivera. But again, right now, the Cowboys look like the better football team. This is the biggest deficit the Washington football team has had since week seven against Green Bay. So again, this four-game win- winning streak, this has not been the script for them. They do not like to play from behind, but they are going to have to do that today. 11 nothing. Uh, we did see some signs of life from the Jaguars as they, they move the ball into Tennessee territory. So we'll update that to see if they can get points. And right now, Houston moving it back against Seattle. Still 10-7 there in a more entertaining game than I thought we thought we'd get there as they are into the second quarter. Come on back. It is the Green Zone right here in Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. 
Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. GM, the king of sports books, welcomes you with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game, and if any team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM special offers all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown. Eligible restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. Week number 14 of the NFL season here on the Green Zone on Beeson. And again, we had that record scratch. Mm-hmm. as our new sound effect for a turnover yeah. alert. And I do believe, Wes, we might have another one in Washington, D.C. But before we get there, we do have a injury update, and it could be very significant. And for the latest on that, we go back out to David Gascon with the Ravens and the Browns. Not good news if you're a Ravens backer. No, not at all. In fact, if you had any kind of money on Baltimore, now you're going to be awfully nervous Uh Lamar Jackson went back to pass on second down, rolled out to his right, and it was a safety blitz that came from his weak side. He got hit late down near the ankle area, and he stayed down. He had to have medical help to get him off the field, came out limping. Tyler Huntley replaced him on third down as an incomplete pass, but it does not look good for Lamar Jackson. They had to put things away, and Cleveland right now has a 10 nothing advantage, so we will wait and see what happens to the franchise pretty much to the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, not a good start, obviously, before the injury to Lamar Jackson and now with that injury there. But you don't want to say that you're dead in the water here if you if you took the Ravens mm-hmm. plus the three today, but not the start you're looking for. No, not at all. And Tyler Huntley had to come in on that third and ten. Uh, very rusty on that first pass as the uh, Baltimore Ravens had to punt. Browns now minus ten and a half, forty-two and a half at BetMGM. All right, now earlier in the week, and hopefully you watch me and Wes as much as you can. We did a little segment yesterday on betting across America for NFL uh, player uh, player of the year, uh, defensive player of the year. And I said, how is Micah Parsons not even on the list? Mm-hmm. And I said, how is he not on the list? He just made another play in Washington D.C. And for the details on that, with a sudden change, a score change, a turnover change. All of it, Christian, you're seeing it all in D.C. 
Yeah. Um, Malik Hooker had, he decked Adam Humphreys on that throw to the outside on the sideline. I was kind of thinking, all right, Washington's going to get something going here. They're down 11 nothing, but maybe the offense starting to click. Yeah, and then... <laughs> Boy, uh, Taylor Heineke, he's been taking a beating early on this game, no doubt. He On that throw to the outside Adam Humphreys that was penalized, he got a hit to the knee, came up, and then on the fourth down that they faced with, fourth and three midfield, um, it was Micah Parsons. I mean, just exploding off the line of scrimmage, getting past the offensive line, getting to Taylor Heineke, causing the fumble, and then it was Dorrance Armstrong picking it up and scoring the touchdown. Dallas barely gets the extra point in, um, so they now lead 18 to nothing, wow. 29 seconds to go in the first quarter. If you're a Washington backer, certainly not the start you are looking for, and it does appear that Kyle Allen is trouting out onto the field. Whoa. Not Taylor Heineke mm -hmm. for this drive, so stay tuned for that one. Maybe Heineke a little bit banged up, or he's just off to a rough start. Yeah. We'll have to stay, see what the, uh, the reason for this well, is. Well, he got absolutely engulfed by Micah Parsons My on that sack that Dorrance Armstrong picked up for the scoop and the score. 18 to nothing, Dallas, minus 18 and a half, 53 and a half. Boy, this Cowboys Woo. team, though, Defensive line starting to get very healthy now mm. with Randy Gregory back, with D-Law back, with Micah Parsons playing like an absolute possessed madman. By the way, that is six straight games with a sack for Micah Parsons. The only rookie that had a longer streak was a guy by the name of Javon Curse. Ooh. Had a pretty darn good career for the uh, Titans. So uh, Micah Parsons, uh, uh, this guy is still learning how to play. It's like the sky's the limit we once he really <laughs> figures it out. And again, he's going to be a lock to win the rookie defensive rookie of the year. I understand that, but he needs to be in the conversation for for defensive player of the year. He grades out the same at like Pro Football Focus and a couple of those other sites as a pass rusher as uh, Miles Garrett, who's obviously I think considered maybe the best in the league in terms of being a pass rusher. Uh, Micah Parsons, uh, wow. <laughs> and and to your point, Miles Garrett right now is the, the one of the smallest favorites to win that award. So again, we'll see. Micah Parsons, if he can at least get his name in that conversation, he's been just that good. A very interesting situation between the Seahawks and the Texans. Let's go back to Jim Coventry for the latest on that because, Jim, it looked like a field goal scenario for Houston, but actually they might end up getting more points uh, and not just the three. Yes, there was a formational issue that resulted in a personal foul after a made 49-yard field goal by Kaimi Fairbairn. Therefore, they moved the chains, and Davis Mills got right back at it, and they actually are reviewing a play on a pass to Brandon Cooks that was initially ruled a touchdown. We'll see in a second if it gets ruled short. But nonetheless, Mills has completed all 14 of his passes for 150 yards. And Rex Burkett's chipping in a little on the ground. But Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins are actually doing very well against this weakened Seattle secondary. All right. So right now, again, they've got a second and goal here. Uh, so we're obviously we know that they're going to take the uh, the total off the board right now as they're anticipating points, but maybe a, a penalty here against Houston might back them up off the one. Yeah, and the uh, line just got taken off at BetMGM. It was Seattle minus three and a half, so Houston will now have second goal, but have five yards backwards. By the way, going back to Cleveland for an update, Lamar Jackson was taken off on the card. It is an ankle injury. Oh boy! Return officially listed as questionable, but nevertheless. 10-0 Cleveland, uh, not a very good start for Baltimore. It's going to be at least Tyler Huntley at quarterback for the interim. And it looks like, too, to that point, it looks like the Baker Mayfield just had a nice strike down the sideline. There is a penalty on the play. But, again, this could be deep into Baltimore territory. If it stands already 10-0 mm -hmm. without Lamar Jackson for an in-game player, is this maybe when you hop on and just say, I just can't see how the Ravens can post a comeback? Yeah, I mean, I have to wait and see what the line is because it's taken off right now at BetMGM. I got in. I think a lot of people got in because Cleveland was a very small underdog. And look, this was like the crossroads spot right. for Cleveland, basically. They're 6-6, six and six, but if you look at the six losses, the combined record of those teams they've lost to, 48-24-1. By the way, they've lost to four current division leaders. So this team well, is not as bad as 6-6. Six and six. They've dealt with their fair share of injuries, but this just kind of felt like maybe this was the get-right spot to kind of turn it around, and there you go, 27 yards from uh, Mayfield to Donovan Peoples-Jones. 
and uh, look, about to be potentially 17-0 uh, three-score game. Oh. We do have one three-score game on the board, though, and that is in Kansas City. Oh, boy. And our own Brent Musburger, the godfather here at Beeson, mm-hmm. uh, is doing that game, of course, as he always does on the radio with Lincoln Kennedy, and he just said, men against boys, Lincoln. <laughs> men against boys. Embarrassing. And this is embarrassing for the Silver and Black. And again, 21 nothing, and uh, we'll discuss that game with Ben Brown here in just a little bit. But again, to that point about Brent, I look at Derek Carr, and I know you don't have Darren Waller, and Waller makes a huge difference on that offense. Josh Jacobs coughed it up in the very first play to give away seven points. So that's not on Derek Carr. But at some point, they're going to look at this organizationally and say, is this the way we want to keep going down with this this game script, this season script here for the Raiders? Because mm-hmm. if this keeps going awry, you feel like this was the last time that they could really make a, a stand and say, you know what, we are a wild card team. Uh, potentially, it just doesn't look like that today. You know, and that's why I didn't necessarily want to lay 10 on the number with Kansas City, but I want a dope part of the Raiders because they look like a team. You just worry if they've had their little fill emotionally. Yeah. Now, they rallied on Thanksgiving Day against Dallas when they looked DOA going into that game, but you just, you've had so many things happen. You've had a change in coach. You obviously had what happened with Henry Ruggs. Mm. We don't need to rehash that. No. But... The Raiders, it's just like, what's next for us, guys? You know, and it's just like sometimes the roof caves in a little bit, and it feels like it's doing that for the Raiders this afternoon. All right, got about a, a minute before we have to take a break. Let's go back out to Ben Brown for more on that. And what is happening to the Raiders today? Obviously, the turnover, Ben, just got them behind the eight ball here, and they have, they're not looking like a team that's got any fight left today. Yeah, not much, right? I mean, it's basically been Hunter Renfro is their only offensive production so far. He does have five catches for 47 yards, but defensively, they cannot slow down this Chiefs offense whatsoever. The Chiefs have kind of been imposing their will however they want to. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey both have 19-yard receptions. On the last drive, kind of sitting down, finding that hole in that cover three defense, uh, Patrick Mahomes extends the play out. Uh, the next play after that, Byron Pringles running wide open downfield, brings it down to the five-yard line, and it's just you know a burial after that time. So Chiefs uh, seem to be rolling here. We'll see if the Raiders show any semblance of uh, offense, but uh, it could be uh, ugly here for the remaining amount in this game and uh, looking forward here for the Raiders offense. And Ben, to your point, right as we're uh, speaking, another tip ball, another interception. So the Chiefs have the ball in Raider territory, already up 21 nothing. My goodness, you look up in D.C. and number 11's at it again. Yeah. They finally figured out, hey, let's put him as a pass rusher and don't have him play so much coverage. And if you put him as a pass rusher, he's going to be unanimous first ballot Hall of Fame. There you go. So right now, Dallas going to get the ball back already up 18-0 as they've just begun the second quarter in D.C. we got some blowouts. we got some tight games. We'll give you all the adjusted numbers when you come back with us. It is the Green Zone right here in Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max.